for little creatures. All creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Hello everyone, welcome to the warm-up for another week. Matt Wall and Cam Mooney with you like every Saturday. Hope you're enjoying your start to the weekend. We've got a big show on the way. Tommy Bell Chambers is going to join us. Big game coming up on Saturday night, Dreamtime at the G. We'll chat to him about that. But more importantly, big boxing match coming up too next Wednesday night. It is the Sir Douglas Nichols round, Doug Nichols round, and we'll get some local footy out for you as well. Cam Mooney, good morning to you, mate. How are you doing? Well, I'm well. Good morning, everybody. Yes, uh, Tommy Belton. What are we getting Tommy on for? Well, yes, it's very interesting, isn't it? Uh, obviously, oh, a few weeks Tommy. ago, Tommy <laughs> Bell Chambers is going to be fighting Cam Mooney at Margaret Court Arena next this coming Wednesday night. Mate, how are you feeling? Feeling really good. You Thank look you. fit. You've yeah, got the no. shirt off. It's freezing cold. Yeah, You've still well, got the guns I thought out. If I'm going to look good, I might as well show it off. Um, no, look, feeling really good. Uh, it is amazing, though, when even though you, you think you're, you're half fit or you're decent, you know, your level, uh, fitness levels are decent, you actually get in the ring and you realise they're not. Yeah, okay. Really, it is just uh, the respect that I have for boxers who get in there for eight to 12 rounds. Seriously, these, these guys are freaks because it is the most taxing, exhausting, mentally exhausting, physically exhausting thing that you could do. It really is. So for people who aren't aware of how it's playing out, talk us through how many rounds are you doing? I'm only doing the three, so three two-minute rounds. So when you think about it, six minutes of work, so it really shouldn't be that hard, but I've been inspiring a young um, Melbourne fighter, Michael Secco, who's about six foot six, six foot seven, weighs about 120 kilos and hits like a sledgehammer. I've been sparring with him and he's been using my head as a speedball, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, you know, and, that, and that has just been the biggest eye-opener for me because every time I've sparred over the years, you know, I'm usually at least the biggest guy or around about the same size as the opposition uh, or my opponent. You know, and this is why I got him in because obviously Tommy's a much bigger person than me. Uh, it's it's just finding out how to, to fight, I guess, against somebody with a bigger reach. Yep. And, and that's been the biggest learning curve over the last probably three weeks that I've, I've really learned in, in, the, in the ring. We'll talk more about the fight with uh, Tommy a little bit later on. He's keen to join us and I'm um, looking forward to seeing a bit of uh, words going back and forth between <laughs> you two Wednesday night. Who's on the – actually, who's on the – Top of the card. Who's so uh, Joshua Parker? So he's an ex heavyweight champion, Australian champion. Uh, he's uh, the heavyweight fighter. He's and then uh, Nikita Zhu, the younger Zhu boy, who hits like a hammer as well. Um, oh. So he's uh, he's on, on undercard as well. Looking forward to that bit to get through today. Um, Moons, the Tassie Stadium's been an interesting one. The Tassie team's been an interesting one. There's been talk, I guess, from uh, mm-hmm. locals about wanting a, a team for so long, about uniting the state and all that sort of stuff. Uh, getting a new stadium, potentially spending money on um, grassroots footy yes. and building up uh, what's happening. Should but be the greatest thing to happen for, for, for football, for AFL football in Tasmania. This will explode it, surely. Well, there's no complaints. It's It was for five minutes. Really? It was really popular for five minutes. <laughs> this week, though, well, last weekend, they had the protests oh, down God. in Hobart about the new stadium. Jackie Lambie was involved, and this was the messaging. Tasmania's about a bloody gutful over your stadium. Well, you can stick the stadium up your bum. So, I mean, this really makes it interesting. Can you explain to me, please, Warlow, why is there such pushback on a state-of-the-art, brand-new, incredible stadium that is going to put Tasmania on the map? What is the problem here? So, look, there's a, a lot of issues, and they're dealing with a 
you know, a lot of uh, housing issues down in Tasmania mm-hmm. at the moment. So they're complaining that the money should be spent in, in that area, mm-hmm. homelessness and mental health and all that sort of stuff, which, of course, there needs to be agree, a pot yeah. of money for that. But it's just not how it works. If the federal government, which they've come along for the ride and said, here's $300 million towards the state money and the AFL are tipping in cash as well, if they put that money aside for that, you don't get a, a check and do whatever you want with it when it gets down there. If it's not the stadium, the money disappears. Yes. So I understand the needs for Tasmanians to have certain things or hospitals and yes. universities, all that sort of stuff. I understand all that, and it's a great it's a great cause and great um, point. But at the same time, that $300 million from the federal government particularly goes away if it's not spent on a stadium. So for me, I understand that there's issues in place, and yes. I don't think it's too heavy about this because it is a heavy situation. Mm. But at the same time, that money's not going to be used for what you want it to be used over here because it's it's put for the stadium and nothing else. So what I'm going to say to this, I'm going to on the other side of the coin because I've seen it happen down at Geelong. Now, on the back of this brand new stadium, uh, beautiful stadium, club going well, the money that it generates through the town, through the city, has been enormous Huge. for Geelong over the last 15 years. Foo Fighters in town, like it's <laughs> it's just been incredible. So Geelong as a town, uh, as a city has grown on the back of the money that's coming in, yep. that has come in over the last 15 years. We've seen it with Adelaide. When Adelaide opened up that new, uh, basically at Footy Oval, Adelaide Oval, yep. what it brought from a city point of view with money coming into the economy. And the location has, was the important loca- too. That was the thing, the location, because it was in the city, everyone comes in, then what do they do after the game? They go straight into the city and they spend money. Yep. The, the money that it brings into the economy is huge. Geelong have done it. Adelaide have done it. I guarantee you it will happen at Tasmania and that's where you get your funding for all of these different things because of the amount of money that comes into the city. Yeah. So a great example of that is is Perth. The Perth Stadium is amazing. Exactly. Coldplay sell out shows. I think one or two sold out shows. Mm-hmm. They would never go to Perth in the past. There's nowhere to play. There's no stadium or there's no facility or no. venue that's good enough to host you know, a huge act like that. All of a sudden, they're getting two shows in Perth, both sold out. So 60000 per night. Again... People flying to go there, people coming from all over Western Australia to spend money in Perth. Um, at Where the do they go? They venues. walk straight over the yep. bridge, straight back into the city, bang, put money back into the city. And that's how it works and create jobs too. So I'm a little bit sort of. I surprised. totally get what she's saying. Yeah, and, I, and I agree with what look, she's saying. Look in terms at the long term down five, yep. 10 years down the track after this is built. The amount of money that he's going to bring into the economy, into Hobart, into Tasmania. I don't know if you can put a price on that. I don't think you can either. Let's uh, let's move on. We don't often talk about the umpiring on the show. It's uh, it's a difficult one, we know. But uh, interesting this week or last weekend in the Collingwood game, uh, there's been, I guess, Jack Ginnivan's been a bit of a talking point the last couple of years. Yeah. Love him or hate him. Uh, the I Collingwood fans love him. Um, I can understand how some fans might if think If I was the opposition, I'd want to punch him. Yes. But I do like him as a player. I like him. He's so a good kid too. the question was around the high tackle uh, and the ducking and the weaving and the dropping of the knees, dropping of the body, the gravity. And he had a few shockers last year that didn't get paid. And he's, I guess in a way, is his own worst enemy. And that's why he hasn't mm. been that way. Because he, he was getting a lot of them and people were like, well, we're not copying this anymore. Interesting one last it's week. It's funny how they, we all blamed him, but not Joel. <clears throat> Joel had been doing it for 10 years. Yes, well, he and he did it well <laughs> and too. poor old Jack did it for one year and yeah. everyone's piled on him. All <laughs> over him. So Joel obviously had that little elbow arm slip yeah. up and, and got away with it and did it and did it well. Hard player, as we know. Interesting, last week, um, Bobby Hill had one, looks like he's got his head ripped off. And for me, I thought, well, it's either a high there's tackle. Only two, there's only two decisions here. 
or if you evaded the tackle, it's holding the footy. It's one. Of, it's one or the other. I've got a series of audio here. Have a listen. This is Dwayne Russell to begin with, actually calling the action um, as it happened last weekend. Comes to Elliot. What the hand off this time, Bobby Hell. Was he caught high? Was he caught high? Or is it ball? Is he one of the two? Yeah. One of the two. I would have thought. I, as an AFL fan, as people who are watching at home, listening to the radio. On social media, it would have been going well. If you are I a player and you have the opportunity to release the ball, then it is either you've, and you've copped it high, you've either copped it high or you've made that or you've ducked into it. Yeah. So therefore, it should be holding the ball. I was more than happy for it to be holding the foot. I thought it was holding the ball. If because I thought he ducked, he ducked into it. Yeah, I thought it was just a slight lowering mm-hmm. of the body, but he did contribute to it. Mm-hmm. This is what Razor Ray had to say this weekend on SEN, and just take a listen to Jared Waitley's reaction: dropping or a shrug does not constitute prior opportunity. It doesn't constitute prior. No, it does not. And that's really important in this, okay? So so Jared's like, I didn't know that. If oh. Jared Waitley doesn't know that, how's <laughs> yeah. anyone else going to know that? Trust me. And Jared knows, and, and this is not being silly, Jared does know everything. Yes. He's the smartest man He would be room, across Jared. that. For, so for me, the umpires come out and say, no, um, if there's still no prior. Well, is he saying, once you, you pick the ball up, and you drop straight away, are they saying, well, you've only just had the ball that split half a second? But were you led to believe that that was prior? If you, if well, you I would have thought, if you, if, you, if you are ducking or you're throwing your arm up to, to, to make the opposition uh, take you around the head, then yes, that is prior. Bobby Hill, do you know his real name? I would have thought it was Bobby. Well, have a listen to this. First game against his old side too, Bobby Hill. Found out during the week his actual name was Ian. What did you think it was? Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have thought like, is Nathan Daisy Brown being, there. Is Daisy being serious? Yeah, Daisy was serious. Nathan Brown says, well, what do you think it was? And Daisy says, well, Bobby. <laughs> it's actually Ian Hill. There you go. So, I did not know. I didn't even I didn't, know that. I didn't know that, but uh, he'll uh, hopefully tear it apart for the pies on Sunday been afternoon. Been a good pickup, Bobby. You're listening to the warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures. Order up, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. We've got our weekend preview and Moons' six-pack up next. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Still heaps to come this morning on the warm-up. We're going to talk to Tommy Bell Chambers uh, very soon about the dream time at the G tonight, but also he's got that big boxing match against Moons on Wednesday. Looking forward to listening to what he's got to say. We've got Moons a six-pack coming up too. The best Indigenous players that you've played with or uh, against? Against. 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 We'll get to that very, very soon. Uh, but let's take a look at the weekend preview. We've got some big games coming up this afternoon and a big blockbuster tomorrow afternoon with Collingwood and Carlton. But Moons, let's start with the Dogs and Adelaide. That one in Ballarat this afternoon. It'll be uh, nice and fresh up in Ballarat. Um, but look, the Dogs have found some form. They have. Adelaide are going very well. They mm-hmm. smacked St Kilda last weekend. Um, no tax. No tax. He's been managed. I don't mind that. I mean... Uh, Look, you think about how Adelaide are going and you know, can they win without Tex? Well, they still can because it's actually everything else that they're doing is is great. Their ball movement, their defence is fantastic. Yeah, you're going to miss a, a big target down there, but um, I actually don't mind them resting the big fella just to make sure that he gets through the season because he is so important to them. He's found a bit, hasn't he? Like the last couple of seasons, I reckon three years ago. Right, um, I'm telling you now, Tex was gone. 
Yep. Everybody put a line through text, I reckon, probably three years ago. And then he had a good year and then all of a sudden he's had another good year and you're thinking, where's this come from? All of a sudden last he year early on he was going to win the done. Coleman. He looked done, Tex. Yep. So yep. well done to him because he's a super bloke, really is, and so happy for him that he's out there still playing footy. It's hard to judge being in Ballarat, but where do you see who wins this one? Uh, look, I still think the Doggies just because they are in, in really good form. Um, actually, I was actually did a Western Bulldogs-Adelaide game in Ballarat, I reckon. It was the last year, the year before, yeah. and they actually got a win yeah, down they did. in Adelaide. So, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's a good hunting ground for them. But I think with the Doggies, with their form, Bontempelli's just incredible. I think English has just been an outstanding ruckman this year. And Libba, just in ripping form. So, this midfield, I think, should just get on top. This game coming up next, Fremantle and Geelong, three weeks ago, you would have thought, oh, yeah, it's a twilight game on Saturday afternoon. Not much to see here. But Frio, all of a sudden... Um, have back. had a couple of wins in a row. They're going well. The Cats dropped last Friday night, but they've got a few to come back in. We've got close Henry, uh, that's Jack Henry, and Tyson Stengel come back into the Cats lineup, which is uh, which is much Look, needed. Three three fantastic ins for for Geelong. Three Premiership players. Uh, you, you're spot on. I mean, Fremantle at the start of the year they were really disappointing. I actually had these guys as my sneaky top four because I thought uh, they might have been just ready to go. Maybe they're a year off. Uh, well, they actually do probably look a, about a year off, but their last two weeks have been fantastic. Jackson, you know, he, he went over there for big money, and, everyone, and that's the problem when you go for big money. Everyone expects you to, to deliver straight away. He's still a young man. He's only 21, 22 years of age. 21. Still trying to learn the game. Uh, and then you throw in guys like um, Amis as well, and you know their other young forward uh, down there who is uh, Tracy. So these three young kids are basically trying to run a forward line together. And that's really tough. Yeah. Now, last week against Sydney, their first quarter was horrendous because they just basically stood next to each other and jumped on each other. After quarter time, they actually spread out, and that's when they did their really damage. They, they just connected extremely well, one coming out of the back half, another one up through the middle of the ground, and then one deep. So they worked it out. I'm really looking forward to it. I think Freeman are a really good chance here. Yeah, it's a bit of a danger one for the Cats. Um, obviously, they're getting a few players back. Mm. I'm looking forward. I reckon Jack Henry's such an important oh, player huge, for Geelong. Joe, just huge. a marking defender. I know Tom Stewart does it well, and it's probably the best player. Well, no De the in there as well at the moment. So yeah. they yeah, needed that other tour. But it does make a difference when you've got defenders who, who mark the footy. Big game tonight, dream time at the G. It's a fantastic occasion. The show um, in the pregame is is amazing. The light, this is what we're talking about, the AFL Grand Final. It's actually turned into quite an interesting game because Richmond have found some form. Essendon have been solid without picking up the victories. This week, though, Ridley comes back in. Nankervis and Dow back in for the Tigers. So it looks like, and Hopper is out injured, actually, mm. for, for Richmond as well. So... I reckon two weeks ago, again, you would have probably said that Essen are coming to this game favourites. I reckon now you're probably leaning more to the Tigers. Oh, I think at the moment, I mean, Richmond's last couple of weeks have, have been fantastic. Dusty went, Dustin Martin's up and going, which he was last week. Um, you know, clearly Richmond are a different side. Uh, Cochin kicking goals. Yeah. I mean, that was just a, an unbelievable performance from him when he just, this is a guy who's played midfield his whole life, trying to play forward at the end of your career. It's really tough. And then for him to bob up and kick three, so that was fantastic. But I really like what Essendon have done this year. I like where Scotty's got them. Um, are they going to be a top eight side? Well, maybe, maybe not. But I think what we we are seeing, I think, is really positive from, from a I game plan point of view. They know what they're doing yeah. and they're competitive week in and week out. I think there's less hot and cold yeah. about the Bombers this year. And that's really important. From a fan's point of view, you... I reckon years gone by, you did know what you were going to get from week to week. Yes, they've dropped a couple of games that they may have um, 
one against Port Adelaide. Yep. Collingwood was another one. But you can see what they're trying to do and go, well, you know what? We didn't get the four points, and that's extremely disappointing. But at least we know we're coming to play. We mm-hmm. know we've got a structure that seems to be standing up, and we're performing week in, week out without actually getting over the line. Yeah, so still no Peter Wright, which, which is a huge miss for me. This is a guy that can kick you 40, 50 goals. When they're up and firing. Yep. All right. The other big game this weekend is Sunday afternoon at the MCG. Oh. It's the Blues and the Pies. This is cracker. an absolute cracker for uh, Deconi back in and Fisher. 80,000, 90,000. Uh, probably not going to get 90, let's be honest. Yeah, probably not 90. 80? We're going to get 80? I think 80 has to be a mark. Uh, Deconi and Fisher back in for the Blues and for the Pies. Cameron comes back in. Darcy Cameron, that is. This is an interesting one because... Last weekend, arguably, Mason Cox had his best game for Collingwood. He's yep. had some big moments in some big games in the past, but realistically, a four-quarter performance, yeah. he rucked virtually 100% of the game or 80% of the game. What happens this week? Darcy Cameron, Cameron comes back in. Well, Does Dar- he become second fiddle again, Mason Cox? Look, I, I still think Darcy's not going to be at full fitness. Yep. So he's had a lot of time out coming straight back in. Um, and with the form of Cox, I mean, you've got to be now smart with how they rotate them, and I think it'll be more of a 50-50, might even be 60-40 Cox in, in the ruck. Uh, Darcy Cameron can go forward and take marks. So I think they, if they can work out this combination and allow Cox to run up the field, do what he's doing at the moment, which is fantastic, but both of them can take marks inside 50, particularly deep. If they can work this out, this is going to add another huge string to this already very good bow of what, what Collingwood are doing. Can't lose, they're in huge trouble. Can't win, all of a sudden they're back. They are back, but <laughs> seriously, this is this could be, yeah, it is. See, one of the season-defining moments for their for their season. And it was last year when yeah, they lost. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they've got a little bit of maybe bad taste in their mouth from what Collingwood did to them last year, but I mean, if... If Collingwood, if Carlton, sorry, just turn up or don't turn up and give us a really poor performance, you know, questions do have to be asked. Um, supporters should be extremely disappointed with how things are going at the moment. Yep. But you know what? We're not even halfway through the year yet. Plenty of time. One word answers for the rest of the round. Moons, North Melbourne, Sydney this afternoon. Uh, Sydney. Brisbane, the Gold Coast tonight. Brizzy. Hawthorne, West Coast, an absolute blockbuster. This could be circle work for the whole four quarters, no one wanting to score. Yep, who wants to get the Hawthorne one might pick? just get a rush behind or something. <laughs> <laughs> and to round out the uh, this round, GWS and Saints, this is the Twilight game. Yeah, Saints Sunday. for me. Um, big big Kingy back in. Uh, can't wait to see how he's going. Excellent. Yeah, back in this week for the St Kilda Footy Club. They need another big forward to help them out. Let's get in, though, Moons, to your six-pack. Moons' six-pack. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. Each week, Moons delivers his six-pack for little creatures. Little creatures, all creatures welcome. Moons, this week we're going to look at, because it is the Sir Douglas Nichols round, yes. the top six Indigenous players you have played against. Let's start at number six. Are you going to do it that way? Yeah, I'll, I'll go from I'll go uh, yeah from six down. Uh, starting at six, I've gone up to Sydney with Mickey O'Loughlin who was just a genuine star, 303 games, premiership, best and fairest, couple of All-Australians, team of the century, Indigenous team of the century, 521 goals, Hall of Famer, absolute superstar. At number five, the greatest Mr. Fix-It in, in the game's history, Peter Bergwijn. No, yeah. Sean Bergwijn. Sean. Sean Bergwijn. 400 games, four premierships, All-Australian. He was, if you needed him down back, he could go down there. If you needed him in the middle... Boom, you get in there and get your clearance. Need him up 40, kick your goal. He was just incredible. Um, and then we go to number four, Adam Goods. One of the genuine superstars of the game, 300-plus games, couple of premierships, couple of Brownlows, best and fairest, all Australian. Play anywhere as well. Play anywhere. Uh, played against him a few times, like literally on him, and he was just a, a running machine. Uh, Andrew McLeod at number three, 
was the silkiest player. Just I was lucky enough to play in that dream time, not dream time, that dream team game against Victoria in 2008. Um, oh, yep, yeah, at the, the G. Yeah, at the G. Yep. And we trained on the MCG the night before the game. And I was leading up to him. And just the way that he passed the ball to me, just thought I was in heaven. Like he was just unbelievable. So Andrew McLeod, I mean, four three hundred and forty games, couple of premierships, two Norm Smiths, Hall of Famer, all of those. He's just incredible. Uh, number two, the most electrifying small forward I've ever seen, and a guy that I hated playing against because Ronnie Burns. I oh, know. No, 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 not quite Ronnie. <laughs> Cyril, Cyril Rioli. Now, a lot of these play players have got uh, better resumes, uh, more games. Um, more best and fairest, all Australians. But you give me Cyril over anybody as a small forward in the game that I've seen. I just absolutely loved it, but loathed him at the same time because he did a number on us a couple of times. And number one, clearly one of the greatest players of all time. It's pretty easy to know who I'm going to say. He's Buddy Franklin. He's just um, a thousand goals. We won't see a thousand goal kicker, I don't think, in our time again. Yep. Oh, that's how hard it is. That's how, that's how hard it's going to get. And for this guy to do it, he was just. He Did was you phenomenal. ever go back and pick him up at any stage in your never. career? Never, no, never, ever, never. <laughs> he's his agility, his his ability to, I, go, I guess, go from one to a hundred in the space of just yeah. like that. You know, I could never have kept up with him. Uh, that's Moons' top six. There you go, Buddy Franklin, number one. The Indigenous players that he's played against, uh, obviously. Dream time at the G tonight. You're listening to the warm-up. All thanks to Little Creatures. Order up, grab a pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. Tommy Bell Chambers to join us next. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. This is the warm-up, all thanks to little creatures. All creatures, welcome. Even ones that are running a bit scared. Now, Tommy Bell Chambers moves, but it's meant to join us right now. We have tried him a few times on the phone via Instagram. He's big on the Instagram. He's got the tick. But unfortunately, we're getting the straight-to-voicemail operation. Might be off training. So he might be doing an extra session. He might have heard the first segment when we spoke to you about how good a nick you are and you've got the guns out. You're trying to intimidate me and it's working. So I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm sure. No, look, he's he probably is putting in another session, and um, we wish him. I was gonna say we wish him the best of luck, but no, we, we certainly don't. don't. We certainly don't wish him the best of luck for Wednesday night. But how? Just quickly on that, how are you feeling about the fight leading in? You do you do you think you'll the nerves will start to ram up? Oh, come Monday, mate, Tuesday? nervous. Absolutely. I mean, this is something that I've never done before. I mean, this is for both of us. So it's you know people go, oh, you go in there and knock him out. And like, no, we'll, we'll probably just dance around for three three uh, three rounds. Um, you know, you might land a couple of big shots every now and then, but um, we are very inexperienced in this sport. Uh, and so how it turns out, I'm not sure, but it's something that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time, wanted to do for a long time. And I've always said, for me, boxing's like a game of chess, um, you know, but you can get punched in the mouth. Yeah. That's the only problem with <laughs> yeah. it. But it's about being in there, seeing what his move is, seeing what his next move is, and then planning your next move on what you think his next move is. All yeah. of those type of things. So it's a real strategy game, and, and I do love that. So for you, do you have to wear the headgear in this? No, no headgear. No, no headgear. Do you, for, here's a couple of things before we move on. Have you got a boxing name? Have they asked you to find one? And if so, do they announce it when you come out and what song are you no, coming No, we haven't to? talked about the boxing name. Um, 
Hey, in your head, though, someone, in, someone in, said, oh, I'll go to the hairy cow. I said, well, no, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but in your head, um, even if you haven't verbalised it, you would have had... No, you know what? I've actually never thought about it. thought of it, it at all. It's the first time I've actually someone's asked me about it, uh, in all honesty. I mean, they, there was a little bit of talk about it, but no one's really said to me, what do you want your name to be? I was like, oh, God, I don't know. But yeah. the song, you're going to love this. Yep. Being a Liverpool man. You know what I'm coming out to. Never walk alone. Never walk alone. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Oh, you'll have, it you'll sends have, chills down my spine. Yeah. When I, oh, hopefully the crowd get into it because well, it'll make it sound that, a lot better. I wonder if they could get like a version where the fans oh. at Liverpool are singing it and you play the version from the stadium. See, my, my, on cool. my bucket list, everyone's got a bucket list of what they want to do for sports, Super Bowl, um, the Masters, whatever. My Top of my bucket list is to go to Anfield yep. and sing You'll Never Walk yeah. Alone. Have you I been? S- I've never been, no. I've only been to go there once a few years ago when we sort of had a six-week tour of mm. Europe, which everybody does, honeymoon, whatever. And it was the time when Liverpool were getting their stadium redone yeah. and they weren't playing oh. at home for the oh. first couple of months. So they had a game up in Burnley or something like yeah. that. So I ended up just going to London and watching a game on the Tottenham in the old stadium and, and Crystal Palace, which was amazing. But obviously I didn't get the dream to get to Anfield. So for me, it's still up there. I need yeah. to get there. And it is my uh, number one on my bucket list. Go to Anfield, sing You'll Never Walk Alone with... 40, 50, what have they got there, 50,000? Yeah, it's close to 50. Yeah. It's going to be even more when that new stadium yep. gets finished. I think close to 60 in the end. So that, that is that is my dream. Just on yeah. Liverpool, they're in the hunt. Obviously overnight or Thursday night, in fact, at Newcastle beat Brighton yes. 4-1, which pretty much guarantees already. them Champions League. Now Liverpool have got three games in hand. Manchester United 2, they sit mm-hmm. a point behind. Uh, so it looks like United have a, a, a bit of a soft draw to finish the season. So I think that they might actually get... Those yeah. positions. Look, but I don't think this. Look, clearly that middle part of the year where we just, just everything just seemed to go wrong. Yeah, particularly over, over Christmas break, just losses and draws. We're thinking, I can't believe what was happening. So it's turned out to be a pretty, pretty ordinary year for Liverpool. But they've finished off extremely strong and given themselves a chance. But I don't think they're going to be able to make Champions See, League. See, well, next year Champions League moves out to thirty-six teams with a whole table that you play eight games, okay. four home, four away against eight different teams. Okay, so and we'll the get Liverpool, a chance that way. Well, no, 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 no. no. So we don't because it's the year after it starts. If we finish fifth next year, we'd be in the Champions uh, League, but not okay. this year. So we need a few things to go our way before that uh, sort of works out this year. Speaking about things going our way or their way. Carlton Footy Club, we mentioned them earlier about their game against the Pies, yes. but some issues around Harry Mackay's kicking about the well, snap, about the set shot. Now, you weren't a snapper, but you did have your... I had the yips. Yips for... for oh, absolutely, I did. And it completely affected my the way I wanted to play. It affected me in front of goal, clearly. Um, and the way I've probably finished my career was not how I should have finished because of my confidence levels in front of goal was shot to bits. I mean, by the end of my career, I probably started to get it back a little bit, but I was coming to the end and I wasn't getting the ball as much as I was probably in my prime. But this is a guy who I believe could be, should be an absolute superstar. Like we're talking 800 plus goals. Like if you're kicking 800 plus, you are a super, superstar of our game. But right now, his confidence levels in front of goal are shot. And you can see it. And people who who have had real problems in front of goal with confidence, and we'll call them the yips, you can see it on other people. So Richo and I always talk about it when we're together. We have a laugh, but we talk about guys that we know have them. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see it the way they set up. And right now, he has it, unfortunately for Harry. Now, this is a guy who won a Coleman medal. 
So this is what confidence is. Confidence is the greatest thing in the world or it's the worst thing in the world when you don't have it. And right now, he does not have the confidence in front of goal to be the superstar that he should be. Now, there's missing goals and then there's, I'm not sure how I'm going to kick that. Now, that has changed a lot in the last probably 10 years of footy where I know Stevie J was obviously doing a lot mm. of the snaps, one of the first players, to, I guess, on the set shot to do it. But Harry Mackay at the moment seems like he gets the ball from 35 out in a certain angle or 25 over here or 40 over here. And it's not like he goes, righto, if I'm inside 30, this is my approach. Or if I'm on a 45-degree angle or worse, this is my approach. It's almost like he's making it up on the spot. And that clearly that's a confidence thing he would probably – because what happens, and you'd, you'd know this well, is that players then start to play on a lot more because yes. they don't want to go back and have that shot. They actually want to just get I the ball and, and play on and, and yeah. take that pressure off and just kick the ball through the big sticks. And, I used and to run on. outside of 50 to try and take a mark, so I didn't have to take the shot. When I was at my absolute worst, yeah. I would lead up and get it so then I could turn because once I had the ball in hand outside of 50, I was fine. I was confident. I thought I was a really good field kick. I was happy to set it up. But taking the mark inside 50, then I'd start. I'd literally start to shake sometimes Like when I was at my absolute worst. So Harry, and the problem is when you're at training, you can kick them out of your backside. Yeah. You can kick them from anywhere because there's no pressure. As soon as you get to that game, the pressure builds. It's really hard to replicate um, – training to, to game. But what you've got to do is just find someone that you trust. Actually go back and watch some video of yourself. It's actually not a bad – it's a really good thing to do. You watch yourself and you go, you know what, geez, I could play. You watch all the good things that you do and you start to build your confidence. So he needs to get his confidence up some way. But my biggest advice is find someone you trust and listen to one person because what you'll have now is you'll have every man and his dog coming in telling you what you should do and shouldn't do and all of those type of things, which is the worst thing that can happen. What does it? What effect does it have on other players in the team, particularly other forwards in the team, particularly in Carlton's situation at the moment, where does it put more pressure on Kerno? Does it, it put does. more pressure on the midfielders not to deliver to Harry Mackay? Is that, that what they're thinking about? And what does that mean in terms of an overall thing, just quickly on what Carlton are achieving this year? Because it feels like it's it's becoming a problem for the whole team. It does. It, it actually goes through the team. So oh nine when I was at my worst, I had a young Tom Hawkins who – who, who, I think he'd put his hand up and say he had a bit of the yips yeah, as well. He, was he wasn't the goal kicker thing. that he is right now. He act, he worked so hard with Blake Carousella uh, on a pre-season to get his goal kicking. Right now he's turned into a super goal kicker. But it filtered down. It was me, then there was Tommy, and then we all started missing. It does put pressure on everybody because it puts pressure on the next person to have that shot that he has to get it. And everyone up the field who's done all that hard work all of a sudden, they're going. You know what? I don't want to kick it to this bloke because he's going to miss. I'll kick it over here, and that might that mightn't be the best option. Yeah. So it does filter through the group. Yep. And Carlton are really struggling with that at the moment. So still to come on the warm up this morning, we've got our buying and selling in the marketplace. Some local footy up next. Looking forward to that. It's all thanks to little creatures. Order up, grab a pizza and schooner for every Wednesday and Thursday for just twenty five dollars. Little creatures, all creatures welcome. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Local footy wrap for Times Footy. Your home ground for local footy. Visit timesfooty.com.au. Time to take a look at the local footy as we do every week. The local footy wrap for Times Footy, your home ground for local footy. Um, well, there's a few buys on this weekend, a few split rounds as well as a welcome in from the Geelong Times at Vinnie Van Orshot. Vinnie, welcome to you, mate. Um, a little less football on this weekend. A little less football this weekend, yes, Matt, but uh, plenty of action going on, that's for sure. Plenty of entertaining matchups. It should be 
a terrific weekend nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, let's begin with the Geelong Footy League full round of fixtures coming up. Who's your match of the round? Looks like Leopold and Grovedale should be a good game. Yeah, definitely. Leopold will be keen to bounce back against Grovedale this weekend after a tough loss to Newtown last week. But Grovedale is riding a 92-point win over St. Albans. Uh, but I'd back last year's grand finals to win here with Leopold to win. And go through, what do we got for the rest of the round? St. Mary should have a somewhat straightforward clash against St. Albans. I'm tipping them to take out the win at Anthony Costa Oval there. A tough one for North Shore home at Windsor Park against the lower leaders in Newtown and Chilwell. The Eagles are surely a lock to make it six from six there, uh, while North Shore should remain winless to start the season. St. Joseph to win against Lara this week. Captain Al Hickey continues to do a terrific job uh, with his side this season. And today should be no different. South Bowen, who have snuck into the top four, heading into round six, are in good form. And I think you picked an upset last week with South Bowen. Is that correct? Yeah, South Bowen ended up getting uh, getting the win over Colac at Colac. So massive win for them there. And they should knock over Geelong West again uh, later today. So they should continue their run of form. And uh, to finish off the round, Colac and Bell Park. Yeah, so telling signs from last week against uh, South Bowen. Uh, they dropped one at home, which I thought was almost impossible for Colac. But Bell Park heads there um, this week. They've dropped their last two games themselves. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and put the Dragons above the Tigers in this one. Um, but, yeah, no, it should be a, an interesting game, to say the least. It feels like you've got it out for the Colac Tigers. Two upsets in a row against them. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Big weekend of GFL coming up. The Geelong District Football League, they've got a split round this weekend. You match of the round, I dare say it's Thompson and Bellpost Hill. Yes, uh, the game of the week is a quite clear-cut decision there. Uh, Bellpost Hill shocked defeat to Belmont last weekend, shocked the league and uh, the GDFL pundits out there. However, it should be an entertaining bout against Thompson this week, um, who will hopefully look to continue its historic start for the GDFL and are quite possibly going 7-0 and to start the year. So um, good form for Thompson and uh, Paul Lynch down there in East Geelong. And let's take a look at the rest of the round. Two other games, Anarchy and Winchelsea, Corio, North Geelong. What have we got? Yeah, so Anarchy, who have had... Uh, it's, it's, I'm sorry to say, but quite a woeful start to the campaign. We'll look to alter its expectations against Winch this week uh, at home in Anarchy. But in my opinion, I just don't see that happening. Uh, so I should expect a Blues win there. Upset of the week, I reckon, out of the three contests will be Corio and North Geelong uh, at Shell Reserve. This clash is always a fiery one uh, between two of Geelong's northern suburb teams. And with North Geelong still in search of their first win, of 2023, I'm going to put my tip behind them to finally get their season underway. It should be an interesting one. And Joel Bennett, who has just been blistering the midfield against the opposition teams this week, uh, this season, it just won't be enough for Carrara to hold out against North Geelong. Now, just to note, we do ask you to do an upset every week. So sometimes uh, you have to try and find one, especially when there's only... Uh, three weeks. They're the only two leagues that we normally cover that are playing this weekend. But Colac and District Football League got a split round as well. Yeah, exactly. So there is still football going on out in Colac. Alvey, Western Eagles um, will meet as well. Uh, Birigara and Apollo Bay will play down in Birigara. And uh, Colac Imperials will host Uruwara Biak at Western Oval as well. So still some action 
despite not being any on the Ballerine, happening in Colac. And, uh, yeah, it should be a cracking round seven for the Colac League. Fantastic. Vinny, as always, great job. If you want to keep up to date, it's all thanks to Times Footy. Get the latest local footy teams and results online or receive them in your inbox for free every Friday and Monday morning. Visit timesfooty.au. Vinny, thanks, mate. Have a good weekend. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, you too, mate. Have a good one. Each and every week on the warm-up, we have the marketplace buying and selling this week. Moons, you want to kick us off? What are you buying this weekend? Well, it was a great result during the week, and a man who hasn't won anything for 1,800 days. 1,800? Jason Day, winning the Byron Nelson Classic. He's sort of become the forgotten man. He a really bit. has. And well, Cam Smith's sort of gone past him, I guess. Oh, 100% he has. And you know, this is a man that was our number one golfer for, for many, many years, and it was fantastic just to see him back on the winner's card. Um, what a great golfer. What a great ambassador he is for our country yeah. in golfing. So for him to win after, like I said, 1,800 days, well done, Jason Day. I'm buying you, champ. That is a great effort. Uh, he was winning every other week, you mm. know, three or well, five or six years ago. Can I, can I throw you a couple more? Please do. Because I love the NBA Finals. I love the NBA. The NBA Finals have been unbelievable yep. this season. Absolutely loving it. Um, getting a couple of teams, like obviously Lakers in Miami, to, to finish – you know, bottom of that, uh, um, bottom of the table there, and to actually come through and get to a conference final. That's just unbelievable. It just doesn't happen. So that's how exciting the NBA finals have been for me. Interesting. Uh, I heard a, a comment this week about how LeBron James has gone to 10 finals mm-hmm. and won six. Won four. Four, sorry, lost six. MJ went to six and won six. Mm-hmm. But so we're actually saying that because LeBron has gone to 10, we're punishing him. For losing oh, six, right. but not actually getting there. LeBron's career has just been amazing, unbelievable. But I grew up in the nineties. I'll always be a Jordan man. Jordan, oh yeah, Jordan yeah, will not, always not be my number one. But LeBron is is number two a, in my opinion, and there isn't even a question of, uh, you know, one or two. They they really are the one and two greatest players that I've ever seen. Well, I'm going to buy this week the new payment system at Marvel Stadium. This is a really good one. Now, this is a question, Moons. I'm going to ask you: Have you ever bought anything from the food? facilities at Marvel yes. Stadium? You have? Yes, I have. How? Why? Well, just if I go up there with the kids or something, <laughs> oh, you know, I might have to go and get something. So they've got a new system. Um, the first stadium to do it in the Southern Hemisphere, it's this afternoon, North Melbourne and Sydney, which to be honest, you'd be able to get a bucket of chips and drink pretty comfortably, I think, without much of a line this afternoon. They're giving away tickets for about 20 bucks. Yes. Uh, so what they're going to do is it's a Amazon product that is a just walk out technology. So you go in there. Um, you've got your card that you tap. Mm-hmm. It's like going to the car park and you drive and it takes your rego number and then you drive out and pay. You know, So now you go in a car, yes. you don't get the tickets and stuff yep. anymore. So you walk in, you tap your card, you get your chips, beer, whatever it is, yeah. you just walk clean out and it picks up your card in your pocket or whatever, however it works. But how does it know what you've taken? Well, it's a great question. Who knows? <laughs> I'm paying for one chip and then I'm taking a whole pile of so it. So maybe there's an opportunity to take the Mickey out of it for the first few weeks. A bit like well, some clearly people do with Clearly the they've got a system that they know. They know that works. But I'm going to buy that because I think it is a bit of a struggle sometimes. They reckon that you can get a drink or chips or food between a goal being kicked and before it's bounced for the retake, which is 45 seconds. That would be nice. So that would be good. That right, is nice. That's what I'm buying this week. What are you selling this week? Uh, what am I selling this week? Well, on the back of what we spoke about earlier in the show and the carry-on down in Tasmania, Jackie Lambie for me. Let's just hear it again. Tasmania's about a bloody gutful over your stadium. And you can stick it up your bum. There you go. Well, you know, when you're trying to go out there and you clearly you're trying to get some votes and 
you come up with a slogan of stick it up your bum, you're probably not helping yourself, I can tell you right now. No, I don't think so. It'd be interesting to see how that Look at the big out. picture, Jackie. Come, come on. on, Jackie. Look at the big picture. Uh, I'm going to sell this week uh, this Arsenal fan. <laughs> Arsenal are the Carlton of the Premier League. Now, this tweet that he's put out from January 31, so only a couple of months ago, when where, Arsel where were, they were sitting? flying where were they sitting? on top of the table. By about 10 points? Uh, it wasn't quite that much, but it was at probably five or six points at the time, and they had games in hand, things were going well, City were just starting to come they again. They did get out to 10 points, though, didn't it they? might have, but yeah, it could have been a couple of games in hand mm. that City had. But this is his tweet. About a year ago, my wife and I booked a family holiday to Mauritius, leaving May 26. I recently found out... Our final home game against Wolves is on May 28, which is a couple of weeks' time, Mm -hmm. or a week's time. I had to cancel the holiday. My wife is raging, too scared to go home. We better win this league. Pray for me. So not only have he's cancelled the holiday, Mm -hmm. they're not going to win the league. No. They're not going to win a trophy this year. His wife's going to kill him. And his wife's going to kill him. He might as well not go home, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty poor effort. Well, you know, but I totally understand it. Yeah, well, I totally understand. Yeah, you look at something when you haven't won the league for a long time and you're sitting on top of the ladder by that much and you're flying. And they were flying. Yeah, they were. And you're thinking to yourself, we can't lose. Well, guess what? You lost. They end up this year with absolutely nothing. That is the marketplace. All thanks to Metricon. Before we go, Moons, just a quick shout out. Uh, to an idol of mine and someone I worked with doing the footy for a number of years, Sandy Roberts. Oh, what a man. What a superstar. He's having some health battles at the moment. We wish you well, Sandy. Absolutely. Uh, what a legend of the game. What a voice of the game. And, uh, yeah, as I said, we wish him all the best. Moons, you better get out of here. Big weekend coming up. Of Thank 40. you, buddy. Looking forward to all of that. Uh, this has been the warm-up with Walleye Moons. All thanks to Little Creatures. All up, grab a pizza and any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures, all for just 25 bucks. Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. We'll catch you next week.